0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to our very first podcast in front of a live audience. Hello, audience.
1: (laughs) You see, they do exist. We're not telling lies. No. Now, um, we are in Jane's hometown of Birmingham as guests of the Academic Archers Conference, and you might remember that we interviewed Cara and Helen from the Academic Archers in Season 2.
0: And quite incredibly, that experience didn't put them off. (laughs) So we are actually recording this in the actual BBC at the actual mailbox and the area that we're in is just outside the studio where the Archers is recorded
1: and you know this area well don't you Sunny? Yeah I certainly do um, because this is the, the area where during the pandemic and in fact until quite recently that we used to have the Archers read-throughs before we recorded the episodes and um, This is also where we waited in this whole area, you know, to go into the studio to record when we we were called for our our scenes. The studio doors are literally just over there behind our audience here, listeners. And uh, that's where the magic of Ambridge is made. Um, And so many members, in fact, of the Archer's cast quite recently... ...have sat here on these chairs.
2: Ooh! Ooh, I hear you
1: say.
0: (laughs) And we have walked past life-size photographs of Ruth and David Archer... ...and rather bizarrely a TARDIS, which... ...maybe that explains where the Tuckers
1: went. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, Janie, indeed. Um, Anyway, uh, today's episode is about friendship... And Janie and I have been friends for 45 years or more. Where have the years gone? I don't know. And friendship is very, very dear to our hearts. And it's, in fact, one of the reasons that we started this podcast. So today, we will be exploring friendship through the stories of people who develop their friendships through the archers. And where better to start
0: than with Cara Courage and Nicola Headland who are the founders of the Academic Archers, and amazingly, they organised the very first conference together before
1: they ever met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, Cara, let's start with you. How did you
3: find out about each other? It was through the good old-fashioned uh, system of Twitter I and know. the tweet-along, and there was somebody that literally said, you you and Nicola need to talk. It was the Root B storyline, Nicola and I our academic interests meet in the middle of this place, which could be around planning and those public consultations and those kind of systems. Mm. And, of course, we were really vociferous on uh, Twitter going, it wouldn't happen like this. <laughs> oh, my God, it wouldn't happen like this. And so we were networked. And then I can't remember who said it, but went, oh, God, if we had, what if we did have a conference on this? Like, What would the paper be? And we came up with some really ridiculous ideas for papers decrying the root B process and then um and then we did do a conference
4: i stayed in west london with my best friend so friends who's another archer's uh she, she pretends she doesn't listen every day but she does at least once <laughs> and i got up in the morning and i said to my godchildren, who were quite little i might be going to meet a complete nutter today <laughs> 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 and and you met a hundred <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's true and um it was, to be honest, and friendship is one of the my most favourite things as well, and I do think that actually your, your cabinet of your friends, it's not a monarchy, you don't have just your bestie on a mm-hmm. throne, you have your cabinet of your women that get you through. Uh, and this is one of my most treasured and unique relationships, But because it, it was all in the doing. <laughs> we were doing, 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 mm-hmm. doing, and then we realised that that meant we were talking every day, and it just mm. meant that it was sort of, you know, so, so some friendships are, but it was, it, it was more or less immediate, I just kind of, I felt I had, you know, met my person.
3: It was mm. when Nicola took me, so when the first conference was at the University of Liverpool and you had blagged a room <laughs> there, just said, I'm having a meeting on a Saturday, and just left it at that, and of course a hundred Archers fans <laughs> turned up, <laughs> and uh, we didn't really quite know what was gonna happen, um, but Nicola called me aside and we'd, we'd literally just said hello and called me aside and there was this weird sort of like little tiny wall in the corridor bit. anyway Nicola snuck behind there and just was hitching up <laughs> her tights going right then so who, what are we going to do now <laughs> and that was it for me it's like yeah this is one of my people <laughs> I've been in this
1: tight situation myself yeah I know what's
0: going on here yeah. so, so was it actually on the
4: day of the conference that you first clapped eyes on each other Yes. But we'd had an idea about each other <laughs> from, you know, how it's like online. You have mm. got, and certainly Twitter, God, mm. Twitter, this is ancient stuff. Twitter, about 10 years ago, it was a very friendly place. You know, it was a lot of people would link and it, was, it, it, it's, it has worsened in ways that we won't go into. But, you know, it, you feel like you, I we really have a sense of somebody mm. um, from online. So it wasn't a complete. No,
3: but mm. we hadn't actually met. Like, yeah. I don't think we'd even spoken on the phone. All yeah. of the organisation <gasps> has been done through direct message on Twitter or just over email. You're kidding. No, I know. <laughs> so that moment when you first clapped eyes on each other must have been one of those
1: <laughs> moments, actually, wasn't it? It
3: was, and there's also a bit, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> They're OK. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you, you
0: must have had to develop a lot of trust in mm-hmm. each other over Twitter.
3: Wow. <laughs> I guess it was. I think that first conference, we charged a fiver for the tickets because we just booked university catering tea and coffee for the morning. Oh, no, we
4: didn't. I robbed that.
3: Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean we've got <laughs> refunds to give that to people yes. now? No,
4: everyone kept saying, can I have a little more hot water? <laughs> but who are you? What's going on here?
3: <laughs> but we, that, that first conference was just, uh, you know... Winging a prayer, in a way. Mm. And we mm. had no idea how it was going to go. And there's a lot of few people in this room that were at that first one. And we were kind of categorically told at the end of it, like, this has to happen again. Mm. Mm. And that's when I think, for us, it was like, OK, we'd better have a meeting, at least, mm. to work mm. out what we're doing here. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But usually for Faith. But, I mean, very obviously, immediately, it was going to pay off. In terms of a friendship. And within a couple of
4: years, we did reach the point when we did look at cancelling Reading and we realised that basically we'd be liable for about 20 grand each. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it started with mutual recognition, ended up in near bankruptcy. (laughs) Uh Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody ever tells you this, but it's impossible to make a single pound from the Archers fandom. Mm. Mm. I mean,. Yeah, absolutely. A, A single one, but not no. any more than about three.
3: No, I think one, one year we had, like, there was something like £57 left over or something <laughs> like that. Just we get, get royalties ex- <laughs> from the publisher. <laughs> royalties from the publisher's about <laughs> £2 pounds or something <laughs> like that, yeah. <laughs> three books. But six six, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, partly, it's partly also as well, though, that the people in this room and in that conference space and in that Facebook space where we meet have all become our friends as well. And there's mm-hmm. people that we have known over now, seven or eight years. Mm. And they're part, as you said, that beautiful phrase, that like cabinet of friends, mm. absolutely. Mm. And so when we do the conference, it is genuinely for the love of the archers, but also for the love of each yeah. other. Yeah, um, And, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's kind of own machine, it takes a lot to get it going. It does there is a lot of trust between us and just a lot of like it would be fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it so happens. So if, if the arches was taken away from you, you'd still be really good friends.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So how do you communicate with each other now most I mean, you started on Twitter. How is it now? Yeah.
3: You started on Twitter, there's a lot to of be phone honest, calls. Our best
4: thing is when we're together actually. Like I'm quite I'm a bit like those snakes that only need to eat once a while. You know what I mean? I see my best people maybe three times a year and you talk Mm -hmm. about absolutely everything, get it out of the way. I'm not one for a sort of... I don't mind a WhatsApp or whatever, but it's more... We're we're better together, I think. Yeah, and it's one of
3: those friendships as well. Like We haven't seen each other face-to-face... Since Brighton. ...since we did a Zoom conference in Brighton in that sort of lockdown time. That was the last time we saw each other just seeing each other now and it's like it was just yesterday it's Mm -hmm. it's just there yeah Yeah. that's it's really interesting isn't it that
0: such a random thing such a such a random point of contact could could blossom into something so so special I don't know if it is
4: random though because as we found out over the years you know it's all about the layers of the reason that we are the archers' fandom is because they're almost like our kind of extended cousins that we don't see in the flesh. Just you know I mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not that we understand it, it's not real. I mean I'm not completely mad, <laughs> but um, so we've all got the map in our heads of the village and the, the clans. So mm-hmm. it's just really I think extending that generosity a little bit further into the fandom, which I mean let's face it is pretty weird. I mean <laughs> 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 it is like. Um, I, uh, whenever I explain it, I just say, well, it's like a, it's like a, tre- a Star Trek conference, but we're not dressed as. Yeah. <coughs> we did have, we did have thoughts that we were going to all wear cashmere um, jumpers after Shula mentioned them, or tweed or something, oh, yeah. you know. Like... Oh,
1: but you know what? That
4: could be fun. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I
1: think that could be fun. Yes. Yes. I yes. think that's your next step.
0: Oh, it's I just cosplay. Yeah. Think, I think a Lillian Bellamy look-alike competition for the <laughs> next.
4: <laughs> <season>. <laughs> Or, or, you and know, you should win yeah. it, obviously, darling. You <laughs> win well, it. I don't know. I think that she's um, she's she's definitely a, a larger lady than you, isn't she? Oh, I don't
1: know, darling. <laughs> do You
3: think she is? Oh, the listeners out there, I'm very self-like, you know. I'm very. Self-like. <laughs> there are lots of things that we yeah, have in common, though. In talking about Lillian, when we were at. I forget which one it was now. Uh, we did drink the bar dry of gin, and they had to go <laughs> out and get more gin. That was at gin. Reading.
4: That was a so student th- union bar. Yes, really? They said, really? we're really sorry. We only prepared for students.
3: And we had given
1: them a heads up anyway. There you go. (laughs) Oh yeah, right up Lillian Street. that she would love to have been there. It's Mm. a shame she wasn't. Well,
0: it would have drunk dry a lot sooner. A lot lot sooner. (laughs) That's why she's got
4: her own pub.
0: (laughs) Never dry at the Bull.
1: Indeed,
4: absolutely. (laughs)
0: Indeed. Um,
1: Well, um, it's
0: just been. Wish we had all all you know (laughs) all day to (laughs) chat with you, but it's just really special to hear about your friendship and how it started and. And we just wish you the very best. I can't wait for the conference tomorrow. Yes. I know yes. we're all looking forward to oh, it. Yes. And yeah. and it's going to be brilliant. And thank you so much so for much doing it. Yeah. And thank you for being here. Thank
5: for sharing, sharing you. your story with us. <laughs> thank you.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah. Because um, friendships do, don't they? They do develop, um, you know, in, in, in different ways and in, in unusual ways, don't
0: they? Um, um, yeah. I mean, work, that, that's sort of work, isn't it? A work friendship that that develops into a, into a sort closer of closer work. friendship. Yeah, yeah, volunteer <laughs> work. Um, I always think about um, Tracy and Oliver and the fact that they're kind of really unlikely. Mm. To me, anyway, it's quite an unlikely friendship. But that was, that was sort of... He saw her potential f- in a work way, didn't mm. he? Mm. And, mm. and they've developed,
1: I think, a really lovely friendship. They have, and I mean, I funny enough, I can remember being in a scene with Oliver way, way back um, when he was admiring, he was saying, you know, how much he admired the character um, of, of Tracy, and of course, subsequently, of course, she became the receptionist, didn't she, uh, yeah. at, at Grey Gables. But it's a very, very special re- and of course, another unusual relationship in The arches particularly, I mean, is, is Jazza and Jim, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. They, you know, very unlikely. Uh, it, it is, unfortunately. We talked about this earlier because we can't remember
0: what it was that made them... F- was just Somebody here will know, um, wasn't yeah. it? Was, Jas- 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 yes. was homeless? He was,
1: wasn't he? Got chucked out of um, the other milkman's flat.
6: Oh, right, that's,
1: right, right. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. Oh, right. The, 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 the milkman in Harry.
6: That's...
1: Yes. Well done, you. Well done. My goodness gracious me, you well see... Well done. Ten points to Gryffindor. I know.
0: Marvellous. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, That's that, right. that... You would never have put money on Jim no. and Jazza, as, uh, let and alone you've... Jim, God help us, as Jazza's best man. Yes. Organising <laughs> yeah.
1: stag night. But it's, it's a very touching relationship, isn't so. it, that has now developed, and they defend each other, you know, through thick and thin. So... Um, Absolutely, and of course Rosalind uh, Jensen, who submitted a lovely piece for us um, for this evening, and her friend Ruth. Now they they bonded at work, didn't they? Um, you that, know. That's
0: right. They both they were the only people who'd heard of the archers, and <laughs> yes. um, and everybody at work when they heard them talking about people in the archers thought they were talking about colleagues. Didn't realise that this was well, you know, not people that they'd met in real life. That's and, right. and 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 uh, and the, so you're presenting a paper at the conference. Tomorrow.
1: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. hello, 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 yeah. hello. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, well, it's 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 a, it's a thirteen-year friendship, isn't it, that it you, is. you guys have had? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Which is just which is just brilliant. Marvelous. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's sort of sometimes you find friends when you're not looking for them don't you absolutely yeah. now next um we're delighted uh, to welcome to talk to us Alison ball and nick maxfield and they are both members of the saturday group
0: so i guess a good question to start with allison if we start with you is what is the saturday group
7: the saturday group saturday group um are all people that met during academic archers And we continued, because it was so good during lockdown, we just continued meeting up. And it's just a part of my week to just join in and listen to our... and, you know, join in the Zoom calls and meet up with anything from 15 to 30 of us, talking about the arches and just talking about stuff that we've done in the week, and things that matter to us.
0: Mm. Yeah, so it's like a sort of... like an online equivalent of all going down to the pub together or something. That's exactly it. We
7: talk about the archers quite a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but, but, but now, I, I'm right, aren't I, in that um, the very first conference, the, the very first um, academic archers conference, you went to was Sheffield. Was that right? Um, now, how many people, Alison, did you know
7: when you walked into the I room? I didn't know any. I had heard on several occasions that there was an academic archers group, and I was really quite jealous about it. Like, I would have liked to have gone... And then that one year, I actually got it in time, um, got a ticket and came down and I thought, I don't know what what I'm doing. And I arrived at the hotel because the hotels had been suggested and it was um, one of the student hostels or whatever. And um, the first person I met was Pam. And instantly on the same wavelength, (laughs) instantly. And then we walked over to the place together and we had evening meal and Linda Snow was there. It was so <laughs> exciting. And um, it just went on from there. And, and the following day um, Pam and I walked over and we um, in the coffee line and we were talking and someone was talking about what Jazza was doing. What, and I knew instantly and it was like coming home. I knew and I it was just the most amazing weekend that I have ever had. And then the following week, I went. They they just happened to have a BBC thingy at um, in London at the um, on South Bank, there at uh, the film festival. Mm-hmm. And we were they were talking. I went. I bought the ticket at the very last minute, and I was sitting there. And um, Charles Collingwood was being um, interviewed or whatever, and we we're all sitting there. And someone they were talking about Brexit, and someone said, but you know, what did you vote for? And he said, Madam, I'm not going to tell you what I voted for. <laughs> and then I heard a voice, and, he s- and she said, Brian, you voted to leave. <laughs> and it was Sally. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> well, I recognise her. I was with her the previous week. And it's just people that you know that suddenly, you know, you're friends with, and it was just amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so walk, I'm making the decision that you're going to walk into this room full of people that you didn't know and you'd never met before, is that something that that's quite, didn't faze you or would be quite usual for you? It
7: fazed me. The, the group in front of me, when we were sitting down, they were all crocheting, all of them, <laughs> and there was another group doing something else, and it was bizarre. <laughs> but do you know what? I fitted in. <laughs> It yeah. was great. It was just unbelievable, yeah. and I laughed from start to finish. And then the following day, I didn't re- quite realise this. The following day, when we did the live listening, because I thought, why do I want to listen? And it is a whole new experience to live listen to the omnibus. Mm. Was just it set me up for you know like the next six months. What what was yeah. special about it? Well, because it, it's all the ooh-wing and It It's almost pantomime, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It's just brilliant.
1: Yeah, how wonderful. And, and, and um, you, you, you said in your lovely piece that you submitted to us, that, that going back to the Saturday group, um, that it offers you a shoulder to it cry, you know, cry yes. on, wisdom, support.
7: Um, people have, over the past two, three years, we've listened to people's problems, mm. we've shared with them. You know, people have had the most horrendous you know, for weeks, fortnights, God knows what. And it's just, you know, we've sympathised, we've empathised, and it's just to kind of taking you out of yourself and think, God, you've got it bad, but this person's got it even worse. And you just think, and you just feel me so you know, write a few words and just, you know, I'm here. Mm. Um, and it really means a lot to me. Yeah, just yeah. really means so much. And it's this would be the first group, if I, you know, got a problem, this would be the group I'd tell how interesting isn't it it
0: it is isn't it because i guess have you
7: met all of them in real life or no only only the saturday group we we did a licky hills trip um last year which was just fabulous (laughs) and um it was really interesting seeing people face to face because a couple of them i had obviously seen but not the rest of them and they were shorter, smaller, <laughs> fatter, <laughs> thinner. <laughs> you, you don't get much detail from the face. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well I like the radio. Yeah. But,
0: um, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, interesting, isn't it? Because you, you kind of have your own mental image of people and then, yeah, Yeah. then I guess when you see them. Uh, did it make any difference when you saw them in real life?
7: or? I felt I knew them, and I just, after the weekend, I felt I knew, I knew them a lot better.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm. Brilliant. Oh thank you, thank you very much Alison Your Now Nick th- Nick, um, You found the Saturday group didn't you, when you were having a difficult time at
5: work, is that yeah. right? Sort of, I had gone to a couple of conferences I think um, met a few people um, lovely Helen, lovely Lou lovely Sally <laughs> who are going to sneak into our hotel room later <laughs> um, But I've, I've had gone through... At Sheffield, I was having a really bad time with work and I'd just been... I um, had my autism diagnosis. So I was kind of working out what I was doing, how I was going to cope, what it all meant. Yeah. Um, but sort of the, the weeks... I think the online conference, I know that there was a lot of, well, we don't want to do that, from, from um, quarters... It was amazing because it meant that it, it was the catalyst for our Saturday group. Um, and it meant that we, we coped with Zoom, with all our um, technical whatevers, um, <laughs> and we got used to it. And we just decided we wanted to carry on meeting. Cara organised some um, sort of repeats of papers. Um, and then after that planned time had gone, We just carried on meeting and like alison says they're my first port of call if i've got an interview what do i wear what do normal (laughs) people wear um if i've got a problem if you know and it it, it has just been amazing because it's it's so accepting we're all we're all a little bit weird (laughs) and i think being able to um embrace my inner nerd and and to sort of go off on the things that I go off on, and the fact that one of my let's-go-off-on-ones ended up as a paper this year, (laughs) (laughs) a joint paper. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tell tell us about it. Yeah, tell us. Well, I don't want to give too much away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just the outline. But um, Mm -hmm. the University of Phelpsham is a distinguished institution, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, (laughs) we'll have an open day tomorrow, um, where we will discuss um, ways to... Um, w- I th- some of the bursaries that we've got are going to be very good because, obviously, that, that stops people going out for a, a sugar-based bursary, which <laughs> can happen at some universities. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it has just been lots of fun, and it's it's been great because it has been a proper collaboration um, and... it it has just been lovely Um, but just to meet up with people Mm. has been amazing Mm.
3: Mm.
5: you
0: you mentioned that the I can I can begin to see why there was a lot there's a lot of laughter and
5: a lot of giggles Mm. involved yes yes (laughs) I think I'm I'm we do get serious at times and we've got a few people who've got encyclopedic knowledge of everything (laughs) Mm. but there's always a few of us that will lower the tone (laughs) Um, <laughs> and it is good fun, and sometimes we'll have um, small guests on with all his um, <laughs> fuglies um, in his pants. Um, so, who? who? What? Lou's grandson quite often uh, makes an appearance uh, oh, in his pants. Oh, thank you for the clarification. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the listeners um, will go, what? That's lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's right. Right. <laughs> but it, we've got, to, you know, we've, we've gone through so many different things, mm. um, births and deaths and, you know, it's, it's such a supportive group. But they're a group of people that I wouldn't have known mm. in real life yes. because of, of the autism and the way that I, it's impacted on my self-esteem. I wouldn't normally have spoken to those kind of people like with With Cara and Nick, um, just having the opportunity to to kind of give a paper was like, "Wow, mm. and then mm. a chapter in a book. these are the opportunities that i wouldn 't have had and to meet some of the people that I have um, it 's just i just wouldn 't meet them ordinarily mm. it 's mm. wonderful
1: and and you, you, you mentioned uh, again in that lovely piece that you you, you, you submitted to us that that there 's there's quite a range of ages, isn't there, within yes. the group. Yeah. How, wh- what's the
5: effect of that, do you think? Um, it's just so much wisdom and advice. Mm. Um, different points of view. And, you know, we're all from very different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, there's, there's kind of like a... I don't know it, it's just something that you don't get nowadays with extended families having that group <coughs> um sorry Stephen but mainly women <laughs> um of being together and having that that kind of wisdom that you would have got in sort of the, the 40s and the 50s as mm-hmm. families um stayed closer together mm-hmm. so it is um for me with no um no real relatives <laughs> it's quite useful yeah that's that's great and so
1: I mean do, do, does is this a group that really makes you feel safe Nick like, yeah, would you yeah. say
5: I've had some difficult times i had some online bullying um, and these guys just I had a complete electronic hook from them all mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. unbelievable um, and you know it just made a huge difference mm. to your life yeah for everything yeah,
0: um, yeah. so given that you said that you know you're autistic is there do you think there's a difference between online groups and meeting people in real life or is it just that this is a really special online group
5: um I honestly don't know um I find some online things difficult Mm -hmm. um but actually going into a room and feeling accepted is a big thing for me Mm -hmm. um and I think that that's the biggest thing Mm -hmm. It's that that acceptance that I might not have got in other places and sort of acceptance of, because we're all that strange that we can all be strange (laughs) together.
7: (laughs) I love
1: this. Strange, weird, I
5: like to laugh and have (laughs) a good time. Yeah, It's just great.
0: Yeah, thank you good. so much, Alison, yeah. awesome. and thank you, yeah. Nick, for thank you, uh, thank you uh, very sharing your much. stories with us. We really thank appreciate you, right. it. And
5: I
1: have to say, Nick, yeah, just, just before, that you said in your living, you know you're normally quite shy. Well, you certainly have been shy today. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, um, you've, you've been fantastic. So thank you very, very much for sharing all that. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you know it, it, it's into rooms and all that sort of thing you know being brave about it. it's tough isn't it, it's not its not easy it's not easy at all I,
0: I'm rubbish at walking into um, a group of people that I don't know, mm. I, I, I really really hate it and I just think it's so brave to do that and it's fantastic that, that there's this place that you can go to where mm. you can walk in mm. as someone on your own and, and meet like minded people and feel mm. accepted right away that's mm. That's pretty unusual, isn't it, in mm. this day and age? Mm. No,
1: yeah, I, I, it is. And that comes up again and again, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, in all the submissions that we've had, most definitely. Of yeah, yeah. People feeling really accepted from the minute they walk in, anticipating and being very anxious, but yeah. actually immediately feeling at home and what, safe. What do you like at
0: walking into a room full of people you don't know?
1: Oh, marvellous, darling. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Well, you see, for actors, I mean, it's quite tricky because we have to all the time. Um, I mean, I've been an actor. I mean, I'm 103 now, but, you know, I've been an actor since I was sort of uh, in my early 20s, and you have to get used to walking into audition rooms, whether it's theatre, TV, radio, and um, you don't know who you're going to meet. It happens constantly on a, on, a, on, a, on a daily basis. So you have to find a technique. Um, to, to get through all that but it's scary because you can walk into a room you don't know if you're going to be interviewed by one person by a gallery of people and um it can be really scary i think probably as actors you have to find a way through it i always tend to adopt a personality i pretend i'm me of course i'm me but you know you have to go with an attitude and oh guess i'm feeling really confident then of course you're not because you think you well, you know but but yeah as actors you have to find a way through
3: it
0: and i guess um in theatre you're constantly walking into a room full of people who've all been cast in the same piece and and they're the people you've got to work with for the next however long it is Mm -hmm. and you You just Mm. have to do that, yeah?
7: Yeah,
1: you you just have to sort of get on with it, you know. The funniest things can be adverts. If you go up for an advert, you know, and there's a very specific description that they want, and you go into a room full of about 20 people and they all look like you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's that's a bit off-putting. That would be (laughs) freaky, wouldn't it? (laughs) That's a bit Um, off-putting. And
0: I guess when a new person comes into the arches, they walk into the green room, and because... In their heads, Lillian looks like this and Brian looks like this. They don't actually know. They not only don't know who you are, Sonny, but they don't mm. know who you play.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if it was, if it So was, that's
0: really weird. Yeah,
1: that's that's weird. And if it was telly, if it was EastEnders or something. You know, you, immediately people would know, wouldn't they, from, from your face. But no, we're, we're always very welcome. Because it's very tough, you know, when you come into something like The Archers. You've got so many actors there who've been in it for such a long time. They know the characters inside out. They know each other incredibly well. Um and one is always mindful. You know, we we, we we do make a big effort when 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 new people come in. You know, to um, to welcome them, and uh, because we know how tough it is, how difficult um, it can be. But yes, it's mm. usually hello. I'm I'm Sunny. I play Lily, and they go, Oh, it's you. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm sure they say, and I knew that because you look
0: just like. <laughs> oh, her. of course they do. lovely. Yeah. <laughs> but that uh, that was just so interesting because it just sounds like a lovely group, doesn't it? And mm. um,
1: the Saturday group, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great. yeah.
0: And Helen Burrows, who we interviewed last season with Cara, um, mentioned how, and you can see it, how the academic arch is like family. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, completely. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Right, well, um, now our next guests are from a group that goes back to the last century (laughs) 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 called Borchester Asylum. And uh, they're a spin-off from the archers' anarchists, And, uh, in fact, we have to declare an interest because Jane is one of them. I'm one of them. She is indeed. So, welcome, Barbara Williams and Vanessa Wilde. Now, Barbara, briefly, can you tell us who or what the Archers' Anarchists is?
6: Please. Well, the Archers' Anarchists, I first heard about them on... um, Do you remember Midweek with Libby Purvis? Yes. Lovely Libby Purvis. Ian Sanderson was on the radio programme, and he was talking about his new venture, which was the archers-anarchists, and the whole theory behind them. I was a bit worried when Nick said, we're not mad, we don't think they're real. <laughs> well, I'm afraid the archers-anarchists, their, their whole thing is the archers are real. Uh-huh. There is no caste. Yes, we won't right. have yeah,
3: to anything <laughs> to do with
6: yes. casteism. Yeah. It's yes. just not on. Yeah. And the other thing is... Um, most of them are murderers, particularly <laughs> Shula and David. So I was listening to this and thought, oh, this sounds quite a laugh. So um, he, set, uh, he set up this group and uh, he set up an email group.
1: Right.
6: So that was the archers. Anakin, and, and then th- the asylum, that developed, isn't it, from it that group? It am did. right? Yeah. Because like a lot of email, you know, email message groups, we started to chat about other stuff in particular cats,
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: um, because we're mad cat women as yeah. well. And there's a few right. mad cat men. Um, so we got told off for chatting off topic. So we had to set up a little, a little subgroup. And the reason it's Borchester Asylum is one particular member used to send off loads of emails all together, and it used to annoy people a bit. <laughs> And I said, well, he does this because, you know, he he's, normally wears a straight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and every so often he escapes <laughs> and gets hold of a computer and just has to send loads of messages until Matron comes. <laughs> and Matron comes and puts him back in his jacket and he goes back into his cell. So that's, so that's, like. that's how the Borchester assigned uh. Started,
0: brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> and I mean, Sonny, was delighted that, that when you described the group, it, you described it as being very gin and feather boas. <laughs>
6: yes, I'm afraid it is. I'm afraid it is. I've put I've put here. It's it, it's like a, a, a mash up between Prisoner Cell Block H, Priscilla Queen of the Desert, and the Cats Protection League. <laughs> <laughs> Gin and feather boas. <laughs> yes, so so a very
8: interesting combination. Oh, that's, the,
6: that's the sort of vibe <laughs> I feel then. we have, don't you? I, I,
0: that's very much the sort of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more the prison cell block H end of it.
1: <laughs> 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 and, and, and obviously you, you all meet up regularly, don't you? you uh, do. What sort of things do you do together as a group?
6: Well, we just had lunch on Monday, didn't we? We did. We met in London. There's yeah. quite a few in London, people in London, so that's easy to, I mean Vanessa used to be in London but she's escaped to the, the countryside, mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's not, not available <laughs> to us anymore in London. Um, but, but a th-
8: notable meeting for me was when I was on holiday in China on my own and I met a member of the Borchardt asylum who was working there.
1: Wow. Oh how oh, extraordinary. No. Yes, George. Fantastic. <laughs> Small word, you see. Yes. Eh? My goodness gracious <laughs> me. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, so, so you do all sorts of stuff uh, uh, together then
6: as groups, meetings. Yes, we've, do do we've the had hotel? theatre outings and things. I've got um, Priscilla, of course. We saw Pr- I think we saw Priscilla twice. Mm. And the Book of Mormon mm. an no, Acorn Antiques oh, and yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, didn't yeah, we?
0: Yeah. We've done a few marches as well, haven't yes, we? Yes, so
6: we're big on
1: marches. <laughs> yes. We can get a bit political. Yes, we can. We need you in Ambridge then. Jim needs you, doesn't he? Definitely, definitely does. Yeah, we would have been station. there marching, wouldn't we? Yeah, you? yeah. Mm. You'd have been absolutely brilliant. Yes. You? Now, what I need to know is because if, if you, uh, quite a lot of you in the Borches' asylum submitted lots of lovely pieces, but oh what good. the recurrent thing that came up was the unlucky dip. Can somebody explain to me <laughs>
6: what the unlucky dip is, please? Well, the unlucky dip. I mean, at this lunch we had on Monday, that you everybody brings something wrapped up beautifully but it's got to be something fairly grotty Okay. Awesome. but it's always wrapped up beautifully and then so everybody puts their presence in the middle and then we do lots and then like number one can choose which of the ah, things so okay. then it's, it's like
3: <gasps>
6: oh <laughs> thank you but I mean, on Monday, people have started to put in things that are actually quite
3: nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, so,
6: look, I've brought something really grotty, and you've all brought nice stuff.
1: What did you? What did you bring then, Barbara? What, what,
6: what, what? I brought a lady's commonplace book with oh. which Jane yep. managed. I got that, yeah. but I
0: also right. got. Some coronation party hats and napkins,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and for the listeners, she's actually holding those up them up for here. the assembled <laughs> company.
0: And actually, if anyone wants them, I'm going to put them on the table here.
1: You're very, very
0: welcome to them.
1: Don't all rush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's answered my question. Thank you very much, Bob, because I, I did wonder f- what that, wonder what that was actually. And, and Barbara,
0: you um, you have been inspired by the art to write a book of poetry, haven't you?
6: Yes, that was a long time ago. But it was marvellous. I mean, uh,
0: Sarah, <laughs> Sarah Coward, who was a dear friend of Sonny's and mine, who used to play Caroline Bone or Caroline Weber and last name was when she. Sterling. Sterling. Um, uh, Sonny and Sarah used to do a, a, a show called Wicked Women, and, and Sarah used to do one of your poems about <laughs> Caroline
1: Bone in it, That's which it. was. We Which always is, brought the house down. And it's it's brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's very, very absolutely funny. brilliant poem. Um, and I and I and I know dear darling Sarah isn't here anymore, but I mean I, I just think it should be resurrected at some point because it was just so perfect. It really it did used to bring the house down, didn't it? Yeah, we should have so got could, Barbara to bring it, you could have done it today. Yes, didn't yes. think yes. of that. Another
6: time. Another time. Another time. Well, we I have to th- the, the I've got to get a, a word in for John O'Dwyer because he started off this um poem called the church with no pews you know in oh, that geez. he was going to remove the pews from the church so john started it. he did a couple of verses of the church with no pews you know to the pub with no beer and then i stuck a few in and it was going on and on and he said it's turning into desolation row this you know so <laughs> but he's very very talented and um he he edited it down a bit so we didn't put all the verses on youtube but oh, so it's on, it's it's on YouTube? it is on youtube oh, is it?
1: So what would we put in? The, the church with no pews? A church so with no pews. Would, and I, and it would, with
6: yes, you'll find okay. it. And um, the BBC, they were doing a special archer's songs of praise. And the researchers were just sort of clicking around on the internet. And they found it. And one of these researchers said, you must come and hear this. So they heard it, and as a result of that, we got an invitation <laughs> to Songs of Praise. So this particular issue, um, edition of Songs of Praise from Evesham it's got us sort of singing our little hearts out. Oh, oh, uh, but they didn't use our song.
1: Oh, that's a shame. I know. But I think that should be resurrected again,
6: should Definitely. We'll
1: to yeah. find a rousing chorus but at the end. <laughs> end <of>
6: conference.
1: <laughs> yeah, because yeah. wasn't, wasn't June Spencer at that? She was. Uh, that, that it was a praise. big I thrill, I think. We sat mm. in the same
3: row. Yes, <gasps> yes. June.
1: June.
6: Gosh.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, now, we started... Borchester was silent, practically in the days before computers, but definitely mm. in the days before Zoom and Skype. Yeah. So do you remember the first time that we met in real life? Because we'd never seen each other, have we?
6: I think people were meeting up in ones and twos, because, yeah. like, being in London, you probably, I, I met, you probably Judy. met Judy quite quickly. Yeah, and that was
0: weird, because we, we met in a restaurant. I got there a bit early. I didn't know what she looked like. She didn't know what I looked like. So I said <coughs> to the waiter, you know, I'm expecting a woman... And then he just kept bringing me random women. (laughs) I was like, no, no, I won't have that one, thank you. (laughs) Bring me another. Next. (laughs) Most peculiar.
6: Yes. Um, I can't, I honestly can't remember sort of the first time I met we met in a big group. It was so
0: many years ago, wasn't it?
6: It, it was a long time ago. time ago. Is it 25
1: 30 years ago or something like that? It? It, was,
6: it was it was about to the before 2000 yeah, because was 1990 something, wasn't it? Gosh. Because Judy was her, her daughter was pregnant. So when we set up our group, we said come in because we want to know what what she has, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you can't say it on the other group. Yeah, because so. it's not happening in Ambridge. And now he's 21 or something.
1: Gosh. <laughs> I want to yeah, that. I yeah. know. Yeah. Now, yeah. Vanessa, you are a lifelong Archers fan, aren't you? And um, who did you listen <coughs> with? How did, it, how did you start listening? I
8: started, like many, as a passive listener, because my mother listened. And we had a family farm fam, family in Devon who had a farm, and they listened. But what really got me into it was a colleague who used to listen to it at lunchtime, so we'd eat our sandwiches and listen to the archers, and it was that combination of a regular thing, but somebody Mm. to talk about it with, that really took me from being a normal archers listener to an avid archers listener.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's that sharing, isn't it,
3: actually?
8: Yeah. The joy of sharing, anticipating the discussion. What do you think? All of that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, And I remember you said that the first time you met up with the the rest of the asylum in real life, your friends and your family were pretty horrified.
8: (laughs) Absolutely, they (laughs) said, what do you mean you're meeting people from the internet? (laughs) And I thought, the Radio 4 listeners, it's central London, it's, you know, in the evening, I think this is probably doable (laughs) and not that risky. But it, you know, yeah, it was, it took a, right, as you say, put on the armour That's right. But it was and fantastic and it yeah. was fun and we laughed and I think that's one of the key things mm. that we have. I think I was trying to think what do we have in mm. common in the Borchester Asylum? Well really mm. laughter. I think we share a similar sense of humour mm. apart from our devotion to the archers. Mm. And that comes <coughs> up again and again doesn't and it? Some laughter. people have cats but not everybody. Yeah. Some people <laughs> love
1: folk music but not everybody. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. So that, that, interesting, actually, you know, maybe has anybody inf- been influenced within the group who doesn't like cats, who has, has been influenced the opposite it, way, do you think? Have you been able to influence
0: each other? in? Mm. I, I think everybody, if, if there's anybody who doesn't like cats, they'd <laughs> shut up about it. <laughs> 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 they would,
6: wouldn't they? they? They'd know they were in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, 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 in the wrong yeah,
0: place, yeah. out. out. No. <laughs> Obviously, we're very <laughs> devoted to what's happening to Hilda Robden, Course. And Ina.
6: Oh and of course the Sammy it's, the Cat Memorial Lecture. Yeah,
0: the Archers Anarchists have a Sammy the Cat Memorial Lecture when they get around to having a, a conference. And one yeah. of our members, Judy Astley, gave that one year, didn't she? She
6: did in Cat Ears That's and That's nice. at
8: one time our cats talk to each other. Mm.
6: <laughs> yes, yes, I do. They tight. They yeah. do Oh, no. Oh. That's right. they,
1: they, well, we were away,
8: obviously. So it wasn't <laughs> the
6: voices. You
1: didn't sort of send impressions of your cat voices or anything like that. Well, that, that would, would be weird, weird. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Oh, dear. I think that could be a next stage for
3: you, though. <laughs> yeah. There was cat one cat impression. that
6: couldn't reach the top line of the type... type, <laughs> So nothing on the top line ever appeared. <laughs> but,
0: uh, yeah. It did. Now we say it out loud, it <laughs> sort <of> a <laughs> <bit bizarre. laughs> But... But quite, quite apart from sort of <laughs> laughing until we wet ourselves and <laughs> and having weird cat conversations, I mean, on the serious side, we have seen each other through over the last twenty odd years, twenty-five years through an awful lot of big life stuff, haven't we? Mm. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, definitely. And again, I guess it's the support which yes. comes up again and again. Yeah. Mm. Um, kind of sometimes it's to...
8: a support, and sometimes it's just a, a refuge. Yes. Mm. Mm. In yeah. somewhere where we laugh. And we don't necessarily have to talk about the stuff we don't really want to talk about. Mm. Form of but people isn't. are there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good point, actually. It's yeah, you can just go there and escape. It's like comfort food. <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah. And do, do you think? I mean, it's interesting. You, you know, talking about online. We were forced onto online, weren't we, with the pandemic, mm. online groups and so on. Well, uh, yeah, do, do you think it's easier to maintain, I'm throwing this one out really, to maim, maintain friendships with a large group online rather than in real life? And what, or do you think that's mm. not a, a, a comparison?
6: I think there's no substitute for meeting up no. mm. yeah, and having a, having a good yeah. get-together round a, yeah. Yeah. a lunch table.
5: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 yeah
1: well, that's great. Thank you, everyone. Thank so you so much.
5: very much, and Vanessa and Barbara. That was just
1: brilliant. Bless you. Thank you so <laughs> much. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. 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 Um, and uh, um, D Barnett and uh, Jill, Ma- Mana- I've got to pronounce this correctly, Manassa? Manassa. I, Manassa, I beg your pardon, uh, wrote very movingly, um, didn't they, uh, 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 about um, the group and uh, how Jill mentioned that when a group member in Spain. Had a problem with a vet's bill. Um, the group helped helped out, and I think Jill took actually the money out to to to, to Spain, which was which was amazing. Actually, that yeah. kind of support. I, I
0: Dee mentioned this great story of how her cousin introduced his daughter to a thing called the skipping song, yes. to speed up the walk to school, and of course it's the dum dum. Theme tune. I just love these. Yeah, you can imagine s- it, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Come along, yeah. sing dun- the skippy dun- song. Dum dum you, dun- dun- yeah. dun- yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. to
1: get them there. It was just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is. It it is interesting, isn't it? As well, how online groups can kind of you know, it's like a, a shared love, isn't it, which which can continue. Um, for, for a very long time. I mean, that all started, of course, didn't it? With with, with, with the with the virus, with the pandemic, actually. Mm. I mean, I, I know myself. I mean, I couldn't use Zoom before all that. Um, but there were actually... And, and we used to have, in the early days, we actually had Archer's read-throughs online. I mean, it was a complete nightmare because, you know, Wi-Fi would fail here, there and everywhere. And it was just... But it, it was quite, quite interesting. And I formed other little um, online groups during the, the pandemic. Um, and it was a lifeline, wasn't it? It was a lifeline for us all in, in, in so many ways, actually.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. But I think, like Barbara said, it's just wonderful to kind of see people face-to-face as well, isn't it? Um, Christine Naramore wrote something, didn't she, about going to the first conference and finding my people. It's <laughs> yes. like, you know, you find your tribe. Your tribe. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Although we probably should say something about... If people are going to meet people online, then there are safe.
8: there yes. are, you have to be aware of safe ways to do it. Yes, um, I suppose so. Yes.
6: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, No, you do have to be kind of wary, you don't you? A little bit careful uh, about how you do it. But that's not enough to put you off doing it.
0: No, and probably if people listen to radio for that, you know, that means they're all right. But um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily, Jenny. Not necessarily.
0: Um, <laughs> I was in a pub, I know, again the other week, and I noticed that probably everybody knows this but if you are in a it, it, if you're in that pub or in any pub with somebody and it's you're really not happy with how it's going or it feels a bit dodgy you go to the bar yes. and say can I speak to Angela
1: mm.
0: and the bar staff know that that means you're in a tricky situation and then they get you out of that tricky situation yeah mm. see everybody nodding they all knew that I didn't know that no I didn't know that well, that's either. Yeah. yeah. We've never had to do that when we've mm. met up mm. the Borchester Asylum online, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna listen out for it and if I hear Barbara sort of hopping sort of dragging sort of like going for God's sake, find Angela then I'll know she's not
1: having a nice time. No, I'm and do something instantly. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. <laughs> right.
0: Now, um, Jane Roth wrote about a particular friendship that came out of the arches through, I think, through an app on the Dumpty Dum website, Mm. and she can't be with us today. So I'll ask Sonny to read her story.
1: Uh, Yeah, so this is Jane's story. I, um, I first met Mia through an app Royfield had put on the Dumpty Dum website. You could pin yourself to a map to see other Dumpty Dummers nearby. Well, for me that was Mia. I was very lucky. I can't remember who made the first contact, but we arranged to meet up. Uh, Was it just the two of us the first time? I'm (laughs) I'm not sure, but I do know that we organised a wider meet-up and a Facebook group called Ambridge Upon Tyne at the Tyneside Cinema, and that quite a few women came along. Mia's very much at ease, perhaps most at ease, when in charge of a group and busy making sure everyone's included. All was going swimmingly that evening when suddenly Deborah Miller uh, rushed in, uh, took a seat at the end of our table, shook out her curls and started telling us at 90 miles an hour all about the academic archers and how it was the best thing she'd ever been to. She breezed in, sprinkled her fairy dust on us and then was gone as quickly as she'd come. Enchanted, Mia and I both fancied the idea of the AA conference, and we decided there and then that we would go. Conference tickets, accommodation, and train tickets to Lincoln were booked. The rest is history, and it's true that the AA conference is the most fun conference ever. It does sometime happen that Mia and I meet up and the Archers doesn't get a mention, <laughs> but it is undoubtedly and irrefutably the bedrock of our friendship. It's extremely unlikely that our paths would ever have crossed without it. We live in the same smallish city, but we don't move in the same circles, and we don't really have shared friends or interests, other than other archers-related ones. There are probably many, many things that we would never agree on, but we love each other, I think. Mm. It sounds so lovely, isn't it? Yeah, amazing,
0: lovely. how wide the reach of Borsetshire is. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know that's that's extraordinary how how we've heard so many stories of how people with nothing else much in common mm. have formed sort of really yeah. important friendships, yeah. really really vital
1: friendships yeah. about about the archers. Yeah, really deep the archers. ones. Absolutely. And now our next guest um, also has an extraordinary tale to tell. Welcome to Jacqueline Berto who many of you will know from the Dumb De Dumb podcast. Um, Jacqueline, now, you have a wonderful story to tell about listening to the Archers in Saudi Arabia and what came out of that. You've been a listener, haven't you, all your life, with your mum, and then this story starts in
2: 1986.
1: Now, where were you then, and what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Tennis.
2: My then-husband... Uh, was uh, uh, went off to work for a Saudi prince in Riyadh in Saudi Arabia it's not at all as glamorous as it sounds it was very hot and very restricted um, so a small child and I went with him but my parents this, my, my child was their first grandchild were very worried about two things my father saying she'll grow up without seeing us you must come back every year and stay here and, and my mum saying what are you going to do about the archers? (laughs) (laughs) So, in fact, it was my dad, Mike, who had the solution because he was a bit of a hi-fi buff, probably still is, really, when he can reach it. And um, he decided that with his uh, cassette recorder, he could record on a a 120-minute tape too, because at that time the omnibus was only 60 minutes, he could record two omnibus um, uh, omnibuses omnibus mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Uh and um, so that was fine. So they would post this every two weeks. I would receive. You don't in Saudi Arabian Riyadh. You don't just get a, a a letter through the post box. You have to someone a man has to go because women can't get out mm-hmm. and do anything like that. A man has to go and collect the, them from this massive post office, and basically. My poor husband was tasked with searching through all these boxes addressed to uh, this prince for this little cassette that my parents judiciously sent to me. Anyway, so that started like that, and it was very good. And we didn't ever really lose one, although sometimes they came in the wrong order. (laughs) But when I first arrived, I didn't know anybody. That was really, it was a totally isolated experience. So I toddled along to the British Embassy and said, hello, I'm here, small child. Um, are there any things for us to do? And they said, yes, well, in the embassy, we have a British women's group. Oh, oh <laughs> dear. <laughs> and they have a toddler's group. Oh, yes, well, that's all right. Then. They also do yoga, blah, blah, blah. Well, hmm, yes, yeah, so I'll go to the toddler's group to begin with. First day, I go in, and there's this woman who is running it. It's called Jo Seed. Now, Joe didn't have a toddler with her, but her husband was uh, part of the embassy staff, and she lived on the. You see, they were all very special. They had gin, they had wine, whereas we lived on in the Arab Quarter, next to the palace in the kind of palace enclave. So we didn't have any alcohol, nothing like that. But, you know, so in fact, there at the embassy, they could have whatever they wanted. You know, yeah. it's a, a diplomatic immunity. So, um, she was a great friend to know, because it's nice to go for dinner there occasionally. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> have, a, have a bit of <laughs> <beano>. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Um, but she said uh, this first day, and I said to her, but you don't have any toddlers here, you know, how can you bear running a toddler group? She said, it's very nice, because I get to meet people, and there are a few other people from down in the town. Mm-hmm. So I said, OK, fine, that's nice. But there aren't many people from down in the town. So I said, mm, well, there you are, I'm here, I've got Claire, mm, that's, that's fine. And she said, uh, so how are you finding it? And I said, well, it's fine, except I love the archers. She said, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I lo- absolutely love the archers. And um, my dad sends me the tapes. And he, oh, really? Um, <clears throat> would there any, be any chance that I could have them after? <laughs> And that's how Joe and I became friends. So I would receive a cassette, listen to it. I I mean, women in Riyadh can't drive, so I had a driver. But as soon as I got out of the post office, you know, it was. I had to sit in the back of the car and, and um, Yaddao, my driver, got used to listening to The Archers and actually asked questions about <laughs> it. Brilliant. He was from India. He was actually employed specifically to work for me because um, he spoke English and Indian, you know, Indian people know how to deal with English. So that's, <laughs> what, the, that's what the Saudis thought. Nice. Um, so I started passing on these tapes. And they did the round of the British Embassy. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they were returned to Joe, and she said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll send the cassettes back to your parents, because with the diplomatic bag, whereas I'd, if I posted it in the town, I would never know whether it would get back. Sure. So she did, and every time she wrote a lovely letter, and my mother is an inveterate, uh, still letter writer, she writes letters to everybody every week. And so, of course, she started communicating directly with Joe, who gave her the address of the um, the, the post box for the embassy, mm-hmm. and uh, they struck up a great friendship. My life moved on. I returned to um, England, um, di- another life, actually another husband, <laughs> and uh, but Joe and my mum have remained in contact now Jo was a bit older than me she, was, she was in her mid 70s my mum's in her late 80s mm. and they communicate they speak to each other on the phone once a month they don't necessarily talk about the Archers and I'm sure they don't talk about me <laughs> <on my mind. laughs> um, but uh, they've remained friends and you know they've never met they've <gasps> really? never met in person. Jo lives really? in Sussex my mother lives in Immingham in North, York, in North, in North Lincolnshire and um, yes, they've never met, but their friendship is very solid, Solid, and I think it's yeah. um, thanks to me, but really mm. thanks to the Archers. Oh, oh, absolutely.
1: It's a lovely, I think that's so a that's wonderful, Amazing. Wonderful that's
0: 40, pretty much 40 years, yeah, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it is. So yeah, have yeah.
0: they ever done Zoom or Skype
2: or anything like that? That's oh, good gracious ever, though. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, my mother is a pen and ink lady. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so, so they've never met, but have they seen photographs of each other? Have they, have I
2: assume they do. Right. They change, yeah. They've exchanged sort of photographs and everything. I don't yeah, know. I don't yeah, know. But
1: they've not certainly done an
2: online. And they've never done online. Then it's definitely the telephone and pen and ink, postcards mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, no, it's been a, it's great for my mum. And in fact, my mum and I were estranged for twenty years. Mm-hmm. And uh, following the death of my daughter a few years ago, uh, we kind of reconnected. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things she said to me was. Um, You know, Joe Seed, I'm a bit worried about (laughs) 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 her. Who is Joe Seed? This is one of the first conversations I had with my mother after 20 years. So, you know, it's been very interesting. I'm Mm. so glad that they've had each other for all the years, even when I wasn't around.
0: Absolutely, extraordinary. Absolutely unbelievable, isn't
2: it? What a fantastic story. Uh, do you still talk to your mum about what's happening in Ambridge? Well, in fact, we've just gone through a bit of a bad phase because she said, no, oh, I think I'm going to give up. It's so rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but she's struggling with her health at the moment. And when mm. I leave conference on Sunday, I'm going, and mm. I'm going to download uh, the um, uh, one her in the grave um, podcast thank for goodness. her. I've already tried downloading Dumpty Dum for her, but she's I can't stand hearing your voice. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh, so no. there you go.
1: <laughs> so, what's your mum's name? Olive. 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 Thank you for listening all those years, and uh, we send lots of love. For, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. This is is Lillian here, darling. Ha, 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 go. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much,
0: Jasmine. It's just extraordinary that your mother and Joe have never met. And uh, are such firm
1: friends. That's that's wonderful. It's it's beautiful, actually. It's It's a really beautiful story. Thank you ever so much. Um, Now, um, Catherine Sangster also wrote about listening to The Archers Far From Home. Now, she can't be here today, so Jane is going to read her
7: story.
0: It was the late 90s and Leeds University had two scholarships for new graduates to go and study at the University of Massachusetts for a year. I won one and Sarah won the other. I studied linguistics and she studied history. Our paths hadn't crossed as undergraduates in Leeds, although I'd reviewed a play she was in for the student newspaper, fortunately, (laughs) favourably. She became and remains a close friend. And one of our most formative experiences was meeting up in my dorm room in Massachusetts to listen to the illicit recordings of the archers (laughs) that my dad made for me as a reminder of home. In those days, the omnibus was an hour and C120 cassettes were a thing. So he'd take them off the radio and post me a couple of tapes each month with an omnibus edition on each side.
1: It's brilliant Ooh. isn't it well well done well done catherine's dad is yeah. all i can say oh. i remember those you know yeah, yeah and all, all these well,
0: i remember sending them to our friend noel gadala when she was in the in the states and she listened to the birth of william grundy in times square
1: <laughs> <laughs> brilliant Gosh, that's a long time ago, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, And Noel, actually, I mean, she's a good friend of us both. But she listened to the Archers like so many, you know, um, uh, folk have done from being a small child. And she later—the name may be familiar to some of you—but she later became one of the Archers' scriptwriters for many, many years. So yeah, that's a nice connection with Noel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, did.
0: Hello, Noel, if you're listening. Absolutely. Um, and that's yeah, I, I like these intergenerational I know. Um, things. Sally Cadle wrote, didn't she, and said she used to chat about the Archers with her mum, and now mm. that her mum's memory's not so great, mm. she can't have those conversations with her, but she can chat to her academic Archers
1: friends yeah. instead, which is yeah. which is rather lovely, isn't it? Yeah, no, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. Um, and uh, anyway, w- yes, I suppose, to finish with...
0: Yeah, we yeah, we to, have, to um, finish our stories from listeners... Uh, We have uh, a journey from message board to marriage.
1: We do indeed. And this is the story of Mary and Nigel, who are here with us today. And it's quite a wonderful and amazing story. And it is so amazing uh, that we realised we couldn't possibly do justice to it uh, in in ten minutes. And so, because there were so many wonderful ingredients to your story. Mm -hmm. So we're going to devote a whole episode of One Stiletto in the Grave to you and your story, um, so watch the space, everyone. Uh, bit of a teaser, bit of a teaser, uh, just to say their Archer's friendship, as Janie said, blossomed into marriage, and they walked down the aisle to the Archer's theme tune. Oh, Marvellous. So, hello Mary, hello Nigel, hello, hello, hello. you see
0: they are, here. It's they are here, they are here, they um, are we, here, it's a few weeks time, isn't it, that we're going to... Yeah. We're going to record with you, and we're really looking forward to that. And just, what a fantastic
1: story. Yeah, lots of ingredients to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, So just
0: before we kind of wind up, because we're in this space, I just wanted to ask you a few things, because I thought people might be mildly interested in the archers and and what Mm -hmm. happens here. Just a bit. So you said earlier that um, you used to do the read-throughs here mm. but you don't do them now so no.
1: why is that well we've now gone back into our green room which is opposite the studio and as I said before the studio is behind us listeners uh, you won't know that but the, behind the audience here um, and before the pandemic we always had our read-throughs in the green room which is a small room um uh, but uh, eventually during the pandemic and and later we had the read-throughs here, which is in a much much bigger room, so we had a little bit of a distance on each other, but we we still do before we come in to record uh, we still do have to do a COVID test, um, just to make sure, and I have to say there isn't probably a month that goes by when somebody in the cast doesn't have COVID, I mean they ring in to say they've got COVID and so not only are we recording live in studio, but we're still also occasionally recording down the line as well which is, of course, what we did uh, during the pandemic. So, um, yes, the, the, the green room is just through there on, on the right hand side, and we've now gone back into there to, to do our read-throughs. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. And I don't know
0: if you noticed as you came through, um, but you can actually see, this is very weird, you can <laughs> see there's a window into the studio as you go out round to the mm. right. And it's rather like that window into the dairy that Clary and Susan (laughs) keep complaining about. And uh, this is a quite meta thing Mm for him looking through that window at Clary and Susan complaining about people looking through the window, (laughs) (laughs) which sort of gave me the shivers a bit. So, uh, so if you know, God forbid, because you had COVID, didn't you, the other week? I did have COVID. So if, yeah, if on a recording day, you do your you do your COVID test in the morning, and if it's positive, then and you're in two
1: episodes what what happens? Well, you just you have to ring in and you have to say sorry i've got covid and then everybody jumps into action in the studio they record what they can but everything has to just be rescheduled or if you're not at death's door um you probably will get on the computer and and do it online um and and, and you record that way but yeah it 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 uh, we we used to record before the pandemic four episodes a day we're now Th- up to three episodes a day um, because actually it does take quite a lot of time particularly if you've got somebody who has got COVID and they're doing it down the line you know the editing is, qu- is, is quite tricky we, and we also, pre-pandemic always used to share for instance if we were doing a scene together we'd share one microphone post the pandemic when we went back into studio we were obviously able to record in studio, but we'd each have our own microphone like this. And again, that takes a lot more time for the technicians to pull everything together because we're recording on different lines, like Jake knows Jake knows here. So um, it's, been, it's been quite a business. And it's lovely to be able to be back now recording on one microphone because although one's recording into a microphone, it's lovely to have that person that you're doing a scene with um, close by. It must be
0: sure. quite difficult if you're doing a sort of intimate scene, as you mm. might be doing with... Um with, Justin, Elliott Elliot. Yeah. Um, if he's kind of like a half a mile across the yes. studio over there, yes. and, you're, and you're there.
1: But that's the magic of radio, James. It's the magic of radio. I suppose it is. But, yeah. Now, the other thing I didn't realise, we interviewed
0: yes. Tim Stimpson, who's like, you know, mega mega script writing god on the on the archers uh, yeah. for the podcast a few weeks ago listen to it if you've not already i assume that the writers were around when you recorded but you mm.
1: you barely ever see them no do you? We, we we don't i mean um even before the pandemic we we rarely saw the, the writers actually they rarely came into studio and, and and more so you know now because the fewer people in studio really the better but no th- that we we don't um and actually, last, last weekend, one of our lovely writers called Adrian Flynn, who'd been writing for The Archers for many a long year, sadly died, uh, a good few months ago now, and uh, a walk was organised uh, in his memory. And it was absolutely lovely because there were a lot of, of, of writers there, and, and you oh. know people that we don't normally see. And so that was really nice. It was a real mixture of actors, technicians, writers, um, yeah. It was
5: it was oh, very joyous occasion. What do?
1: Where, where did you walk? We walked um, just outside in Worcestershire. Uh, it was Hambury. It's a mm-hmm. lovely walk. And and uh, it, the lovely story about Adrian Adrian Flynn. He he was a lovely lovely man. Um, but he and I used to joke because when we left um, Pebble Mill, he gave Lillian the last line in Pebble Mill. And then when we arrived here at the mailbox, just coincidentally, he gave Lillian. The first line, and see, and I always treasured that moment, and we always used to laugh, and I, you know, we always used to say, "No money was changed hands in order for that to happen." <laughs> but uh, it's just nice to remember Adrian. He was a lovely, oh, lovely man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And there's something that I, I kind of know a bit of the answer to this, but a lot of people don't. What happens to you? Must have so many scripts, crap loads of scripts, hmm. and they're all, you know, it's all on paper. You're not, you're not getting them kind of you know reading all electronically mm. so what happens to the scripts
1: when you finish with them well we have receptacles um, in the studio and outside mm. the studio that we we put them in and they are gone I don't oh really? I don't know what happens to them then but clearly you know um, they are yeah cut up burned oh. whatever or or one will take them home um, I mean I have got loads of, of of, of, of scripts, I have to say, I'm hoping that one day there might be worth something. I hope there might be actually, well, and occasionally, of course, they, they go out to charities. You know, signed you know. scripts will go out to, to charities as well. But of course, we have to be very very careful with them when we record in there. You know, mum's the word. You know, we don't spill the beans on of on course, anything because you record quite a long way ahead, we, don't yeah, you? Yeah, record about sort of so four so six so weeks ahead. So if you drop if you dropped a packet of scripts on the bus, yes, that's like a state secret, isn't yes. it? Yes, yes. I think yeah. I think as well in the past that could have happened to to, to an unfortunate actor. Really? Yes, many, long, many, many a long year ago. But you know, the panic, the panic, you know, would be oh. horrendous, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, no better to drop it here. Oh, indeed. But the Daily Mail, you know, ne- next story, what happened with Schuler Shul- or you know Tim and, and Ruth? <coughs> yeah, no, yeah. Oh. So hello. How do you do?
0: So, if you if you lose your scripts
1: on the bus, is that, yes. does that mean that you then meet a terrible death? Probably. Probably, yeah, so you cling on to your scripts as tightly as you possibly can, you know. Sure. It, it, yeah, you, you don't want it. It's like sometimes when you get the scripts, you know, and it says, oh, Lillian's going on a nice long holiday, and you go... <gasps> oh, no, how long is this holiday going to be, you know? Yeah, well, no. Lillian's got a bit of a, a headache, holiday. and you think, no! Yes, what can this lead to? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you don't want that, that's for sure. Yeah,
0: mm. I, I do vaguely remember when... A when my daughters were younger, them coming to your house and drawing pictures on the, in the <laughs> old days, the back is some of the back is some of the scripts. But they would have been very old ones. They were. It's very, very irritating because you and Sarah mm. are so horribly discreet about what's coming up. You have to be. Oh, I, you know, I ply you with drink,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: it's all to no ruddy avail. I will never, never, never forgive. Um, Sarah came and actually stayed with us the <laughs> night before she was going to the palace to meet <laughs> Prince Charles. My jacket went. She wore my ruddy jacket. <laughs> but she never told us where she was going. Nick went up and ransacked her
1: bedroom to see to see if she got some script in a bag, but she'd no, locked it away. Well, no, you <laughs> would be would be more than her life was worth. She always got the royalty, Sarah. She always yeah, got she the She always royals. got the royalty. She yes. She did. She got Princess like a, Margaret. You name it. Oh, she had Princess Margaret, Camilla, didn't she? Queen Camilla, Ma- Camilla, the future. Yes, she got the lot. She had style. You've been to the palace, though. You went. You yes. went. You did a. We did. You did um, a turn, didn't you? We did. We, we we went. You did a turn for the king. We we, we did it. We did a turn for the king. In fact, yes, I was selected to do a little scene uh, for for Camilla. Actually, it was Camilla. It was for our seventieth. You know, the seventieth anniversary. Um, uh, it was absolutely lovely, and she's charming. I mean, I. I Met her a couple of times actually. She's a really lovely. The first time she met me, she because uh, she, she's a great archer's listener, of course. She um, she said, "Where do you, where do, where do you get that laugh from?" And I said, "Well, it's the bottom of gin bottle, ma'am. I
3: mean, I <laughs> can't
1: think of anywhere else." But she is really lovely. She's delightful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So we've we've hopped up with royalty, love. Oh, you yes. have. You oh, have, we you have. Yeah, 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 but yeah. yeah, you
0: are just disgustingly discreet and it does it does upset well, we me want more episodes
1: we want more episodes we don't want to be cut out <laughs>
0: that's
1: true give them the sack no
0: well Sonny, like linda's pantomimes yes. all good things must come to an end <laughs> oh no they mustn't oh yes they must um thank you very much to the academic archists for inviting mm. us to be part of their conference weekend Thank you very much to the BBC and to Hannah in particular for hosting us and looking after us so well. And thank you, audience, for joining us here tonight. And to all of you who thought about friendship and sent your stories to us. Yeah,
1: there were some lovely stories. And I'm sure it's made us all think, actually, uh, about our friendships, appreciating the friends that that we have and maybe how to find more of them as well.
3: Yeah. And,
0: and last but not least, I think a big thank you to Ambridge, because without
1: Ambridge none of this would be possible. Absolutely. And on that note, let us end the evening with a rousing chorus of the Seem to. All right everybody. And it's going to be the dum-de-dum one, of course. So yeah. after me, one, two, three. Dum Dum-De-Dum-De-Dum-De-Dum-Dum-De-Dum-De-Dum Dum dum
5: de dum de dum dum de dum de dum 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 de dum de dum de dum dum de dum de dum Dum dee dum dee dum dee dum dee dum dee dum. dum